Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Welcome to the pod, guys. And uh, I think you guys know how this works by now. Today, we welcome another watch artist to the show. It's Watchaniste, whose real name is Alex Azenzamar. Is wow. that correct? Perfect. Right, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perfect. Hello, guys. Okay. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> That's the first one for me to speak in English so long. So be gentle. But I do believe you studied English. I did a bit, but uh, some time ago. (laughs) Right. So we're going to go straight into it, Alex. Um, In your own words, what is Watchanist? Well, Watchanist is is born from something I had in mind, like creating a drawing of a cool watch to have a great reminder of your watch. So I had a first watch and I wanted to make it a cool souvenir for me. And instead of having it in photography and I just drew it very minimalistic in the beginning and it bond from that. So it was just for pleasure. You were just for one of a way you were a bit bored. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay. It was just for me, a selfish, uh, selfish stuff for me just a souvenir of a cool watch i i owned my first very first uh, vintage omega and then yeah Ah. it it all started this way so which may i ask was that vintage omega uh it was a seamaster cosmic with a very uh nice integrated uh, bracelet mix uh, around the royal oak and some uh uh, oyster quartz look alike so it's a bit like is it a bit like the iwc engineer yes indeed a bit yeah yeah okay but it's Uh, had a nice uh nice 10 12 caliber inside but never found a way to make it work (laughs) so i had uh, to sell it (laughs) oh what do you mean it kept on breaking down yeah (laughs) always always (laughs) okay too bad too bad yeah a bit Uh, i've said this before in other podcasts right but I really like the engineer, the old ones. Mm. Yeah, they're so class- the they look so great. classic. And um, you know, when everybody's banging on about Royal Oaks and uh, stuff, yeah, Gerald Gent's design, great look. Um, it has enough uniqueness about it that it doesn't just look like a round watch. I think the integration with the bracelet is just seamless as well. Yeah. Um, and it smack bang into this neo vintage like craze we're in right now. Um, I think it's just a really, really cool watch. We we could uh, call it a young timer, looking watch. You see, a young timer. Okay, yeah, like the cars. Before. You have the the not old but not new BMWs that are going to be collectible. I think it's the same about the IWC in general. Okay. By the way, how did you actually come up with the name like Watchanist? Watchanist. Yeah, I, it was just like a contraction between watch and cartoonist. Oh really? Am, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but and I had in mind a guy called the Sartorialist, mm. which yeah. doing some uh, cool photographies of cool-looking people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, but 
Watchonist without the E at the end was was already taken on my Instagram. <laughs> the guy never answered me, so I put an yeah. E to remind that I'm uh, French. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what you need. Are you saying that making it French makes it better? Always. <laughs> I think it means you can charge higher. <laughs> I will think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do Do you still have the original um, drawing you did of the Omega yeah. Cosmic? Yeah. You can okay. You can see it on my uh, Instagram page. The first post is the watch I hold. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So it was very, very simple. Very just lines to evoke the watch instead of drawing it perfectly. Okay. So if I do a doodle. And Long Long does a lot of doodles, right? A lot yeah. of food doodles. She's like drawing hot dogs and sushis and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? And actually, she's actually doing like art classes as well. Yeah. But it doesn't really make it past like um, the desk, right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, like, how did it then grow into what it is now? Like, I'm sure you weren't doing it with a bunch of like your friend wasn't right there. Like, what happened? No, yeah. Firstly, it was just for me, but I had some uh, friends who loved uh, watches, and some of them already charged me to commission me a, a drawing. So I did it for free at the beginning, and the more I had drawing uh, going on, and the more I had uh, commissions coming. So I had to make a uh, budget for it. <laughs> okay, that's nice. And then, yeah. uh, and then it grows uh, by itself. Finally, I'm I never so did bad. some uh, advertisement or whatsoever for it. It's always went on and on and on. Yeah, I, I so just it... wanted to say that I'm also just waiting for my friends to order from me, Dad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Love? I was actually just gonna say right that I skipped over it, but Long Long is very discreet and actually her draw she thinks she's rubbish, but her drawings are actually really good. But if I actually say that, it means I actually have to buy one, right? So I've got to actually say, Do you know what? You still need a bit of time to work on it now, right? It's actually pretty shit. <laughs> but you would be the first one, so you can discuss the price. Yeah. Well, to be honest, right? Anybody buying a Anybody buying a watch art from Long Long isn't buying it because of the art. Let's be honest, right? Let's they, they want the signature from her or something, you know, side photo or something. Yeah, Let's okay, be honest. So I'm gonna put paint on my butt and like <laughs> that's my signature. I'm sure it would sell very well. On the pizza pizza. <laughs> you know what? That's a really yeah. good idea because when the volume gets like a lot, I can do it as well. <laughs> Say yeah, exactly. it's your butt. Exactly. You need to get the same butt. <laughs> <laughs> well it's not that far off i would say yeah, it's not <laughs> but hey, um, i want to yeah, say something ahead. first um you know how we always ask people who have been who have found some sort of success like on our podcast whether through art yeah. or any field they're in what i always find really fascinating is especially with artists because we had another artist on that actually draws right it's how that actually draws yeah that actually draws because some people just like uh you know like i hate saying this because it's so like they're abstract ones the abstract ones are kind of like okay like i can make this 
just put on a table kind of thing, right? <laughs> sure. But, but okay, so what I wanted to say is I always find it fascinating when someone's hobby actually like blows up and actually it turns into something else. Like even say with this podcast, it's like a hobby, but it turns into something else. So it's just always nice to see and then to go back and rewind and see how it came to where it is now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I completely agree with that. I, I had a talk recently with some friends about it and these are very successful people. And, you know, it's kind of like the zenith of life in a way where if we can combine what you love to do with the way of making money, you will be very close to fulfillment. You you, you won't like, because I think there's other factors in there, including like family and personal life and stuff like that. But in terms of your career, it's hard to beat, you know? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that if you said to people, right? Oh, yeah, uh, money is the most important thing. Well, if it was the most important thing, like there are industries that make more money than other industries. So everybody would be just going into that industry. There'd be nothing else, right? So I think I really respect because I think those people that can manage to succeed mm -hmm. in doing what they love successfully and make some money out of it doesn't come without sacrifice. You know, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things that make that happen. And unfortunately, we see like, um, we just see the end result. But it's not an easy road to take. I, I mean, I'm on that road. You know, I really want to make watches into what I, I, you know, what I really want to monetize off, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's no, that's no like uh, surprise. But it's an incredible journey. Um, tough, but incredible journey. Yeah. So a lot of respect to you, Alex. Thank you. Yeah. I, n I never felt that free mm -hmm. in my life, you see. Taking yeah. the commissions and all is always work to do, mm. but when you do it with so much pleasure and so much commitment, it it can't equalize another work. So yeah, it's the best move in my life, I think, for now, with having a baby as well. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I don't think your wife listens to this, so no. you don't have to put that. In. <laughs> yeah, but Dan, based on that theory, like doing what you love, right? Yeah. Didn't you consider being a gigolo? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, yeah. Like you're getting mixed up. Like from what I'm really good at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Being a gigolo, <laughs> yeah. To what I really love. I'm really good at it, Long. I mean, but you know, it doesn't mean I love it. Yeah. Second, exactly. second passion of mine. Second secret Sunday passion of mine, that is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, we talk about this podcast called The Waiting List. You haven't seen that waiting list. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but right, you know, going back to like what we were just talking about, like I, I've felt Phillips now for two and a half months now. Mm. And it's tough. The hours are like crazy. Uh, kind of you do feel a bit of pressure, but mm. oh, God, there's like nothing beats like learning new things in, in an area you love right you're just constantly learning and i have to say like so far i don't know how long it lasts right but the the, the trip is just like a roller coaster ride that you just can't get off like i really like it so <clears throat> yeah um but also going back to what long long said about like you know some people quote unquote draw or don't draw <laughs> are all is all your work actually drawn yes yes it is 
it's so wrong. Don't say no, it isn't, can you really? <laughs> yeah. You can't say no, it isn't now. <laughs> no, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you better start learning how to draw now by hand. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. It really is. Uh, I spend a lot of, of time on a tablet and a pencil, and all I do is with hand. So I do some treatments of images I've drawn with yeah. the computer to yeah. add some texture or pattern to it, but that's it. Yeah, I've all never the rest used the uh, tablet to draw, but it, is it like the last time I tried to draw, I tried to do my signature. It looked like a two-year-old <laughs> on the tablet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. wasn't really responsive. Because you can it's, control, it's, like... Yeah. How do you, you do the detail? Like, yeah. where do you see the pencil exactly what, where it needs to exactly. be? The technology is helping us now because before it was other. That's right. That's I, right. I tell you, I tell you what my best friend was. Right, that button which said undo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know the best way to describe this. This is the screen, and then your pencil feels one meter away. So yeah. here to the screen, you're like, okay, this line should be going down here, but that line is like there, and you're like, yeah, you're right, like this, and it's like. When I started, it was exactly this way, and it was slow. So you oh. draw it, and the, the line goes <laughs> backwards. <laughs> so yeah, it was very weird and long to oh. take time to make it good. Okay. But uh, now with technology going on, and it's more and more easy, and you have to, you can put a layer on your screen to make it look like a paper. So it's oh. you have the feeling of a paper the drawing on the paper. Sorry. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You so, have the texture of writing on, on drawing on paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, really I put this on mine, and it it changed it uh, drastically. Well, why did you like not just draw on paper in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that, that's actually like a real question. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. Not, I take the piss question. It's like, why did you not do it on paper? Uh, plus, my mother was in the industry of drawing on paper. Because she were uh, an artist for uh, companies like UNICEF and all, and she drew uh, stuff for them, and always on paper. And she was, was submitting the idea. They say yes or no, and I've learned I've learned from from that. But when I've touched the computer and see how many stuff I can change instead of just the line I've drawn on the paper with an ease. <laughs> to be honest, you can't compare drawing on paper and drawing on computer. You can go way faster on computer, even if it's on tablet and pencil. Mm. I think it's very faster, and I I get that uh, look of my drawing only by computer. I've tried by hand, and it looks like someone else uh, work. <laughs> so I'm not happy with it. So yeah, I've started with a computer and I see the result is uh, the way I want it. So has your mom tried using a tablet? Yeah, she's rubbish yeah. at it. <laughs> she doesn't want it. <laughs> but she okay. understands the stuff and she understands that uh, technology and years coming mm -hmm. ask for that. Mm -hmm. So she has lost her job for this reason, mm. because of guys like me, 
<laughs> coming to graphic stuff and yeah. computer and going way faster than she could follow. So. You're pretty. You're pretty harsh on your mum, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's like, fine. Geez. She's fine. She's fine. Okay. <laughs> um. So when people consign the artwork from you, what do they actually get? Are they getting a file, or are they getting what are they are getting a hard copy, or both? What are they getting? They can choose. I can send you the the, the file only if you want it to print uh, several times. Or I do a print myself in France with a, a factory I know, and they use crazy paper and crazy ink process to make it look even better than on the screen. So. Okay. You, you can and how long it. is the process? Well, generally I make a week to draw it. It's around 10 to 20 hours, depending mm. the work to make it. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. And this is your full-time job, right? It's not like a yep. part-time hobby. Okay. And so what were you doing before? <laughs> Completely different thing. Uh, I was selling clothes in the clothes store. Okay. <laughs> so how, 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 like, that, that must be like such a, I don't know, like so different, man. Like, yeah, that's a crazy life move. <laughs> I just saw that I had some interest when I started Watchlist. Yeah. And the more I was doing it, the more I said to myself, I need to be in that industry. I need to look more inside the watch industry. I look to be in there. That's what I like. Mm -mm. And I've put all myself in it. Quit the job. Mm -hmm. Take the time to make a business plan. Mm -hmm. You can say it this way. And well, yeah. Letting things so, go. I think that leads on to a very interesting question, which is like, most people would say, how do you, when do you make that transition from leaving your job and actually going into, let's say, this new project of yours? Like, what advice could you give for people who have got something on the side, but not sure whether to go like fully into it or like hack it out and just kill themselves by doing two jobs or three jobs at the same time? Like, how was it for you? And what advice would you give? Um, well, I think the, most important part when I started this, I was younger, was to make a financial uh, part to make it cool for me to start with uh, some time in advance in mind for doing, uh, I don't know, to buy stuff, to buy furniture, to pay the, the bill and all, and make it work more and more simply and and yeah, little by little, you step by step. That's the way I wanted to say. So you start with the idea, you convince people, you, you see that people are coming to you by themselves. And well, if your idea is good and the process and what you do is good, generally it works by itself. I think that's the way it did for me. So uh, there, there is a part of luck, I think, but, uh, yeah, take the time to make it. But when you feel that you can make it professionally or even on your family, when it's cool, you don't have kids to 
<laughs> to to mm-hmm. to get growth and all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's easier to 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 start a business when you have full head in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. So how long was it between starting it to going full time? Um, almost a year. Yeah. Almost okay. a year. Yeah. All right. Because I took like- the time and hmm. yeah. Sorry. No, I was wondering, did you ever like um, think, oh, you know, the commissions are going to dry up. It's going to be a fad, you know, like, it, you know what I mean? Like those people that have got one aren't going to ask for another one. Yeah. And then there's going to be a limit of people that want one. That's often a question I asked myself uh, at the beginning. I was scared about it. Uh, sometimes nights were short. <laughs> but finally, when you... You have the idea and you produce stuff, people are gonna look at you again. Even if they bought it once, maybe you can change the size of the next one you want to sell. Maybe you can uh, make a brand they like uh, again. Or maybe you can change the spot. Uh, instead of doing uh, stuff to make on the, to put on the wall, you can do it on shirts or I don't know. Mm-hmm. You have always to reinvent a bit what you do. Mm. That's the most difficult part in what I do and what I see now, because now some brands are coming to me and all. But uh, when I see uh, the the private owners commissions, yeah, they sometimes ask the same thing, and I think they don't buy it twice. So I need to think about a way to make it come back to me. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. It's so always something say, to ask. Me. Yeah. How much would you say your business is like repeat business then? Uh, customers returning like oh yeah how much of the business is brands how much is the business is customers that we've already bought once Mm, i think i've sold around two or three artworks to the same person every time i think ah okay uh then uh, 70 percent of people coming to me are new so they heard about me and it's their first uh, order to me Mm. and for brands it's a bit the same they come back once for me and then they can come back again okay and marie was one of the coolest stuff i did for his campaign and i'm sure we will work again together because we have some uh, common ideas i don't say it now because he's not aware (laughs) but he will come back (laughs) (laughs) i will seduce Uh, him again what's that that's uh, the law of attraction yeah the law of attraction you're right (laughs) but yeah um so what would you say have been the big wins you know the highs of doing watch an east to make it to the point where uh, Max Busser or uh, Debitune or guys in this level of horology yeah. just yeah. asked me, hey, what's going on? Uh, that's nice what you do. Maybe we could do something. And to yeah. me, it was just crazy because I wrote to them. I said, uh, I'm loving what you do. Uh, I will not wait something for you back. But... Uh, yeah, if you can answer me one day, and they did answer. They are very reachable. 
I don't know if it's a good word, persons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are easy to reach. And yeah, they answer you. They are just passionate as I am and even more. And yeah, it's it's an easy way to communicate. And finally, you can make crazy stuff out of this without okay. even asking for it. So yeah. What 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 exactly do how do you actually work with the brands? Well, first I send an email, a simple email, to yeah. to tell them that what I do and what I want to create for them. And he maybe they don't want to make it with me and they tell me it's okay. But sometimes, yeah, we can we can communicate and exchange on ideas and it often makes something of something of it. Mm. Okay. So yeah, um, it's the first uh, well, no, you don't have to be shy. <laughs> mm. yeah, <laughs> I send the fish the fishing line. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you got on. got a few rods going actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, th I think I think you know Long Long would love fishing with you. She, she, you know she loves food actually. So. You know. <laughs> Right. Um, I should have asked this question first before that last question, which is, what have been the low points of <laughs> It joins a bit what you said before. Uh, the the question to what if nobody orders something this month, mm -hmm. like uh, having to live in a in a day to day basis, finally. Mm -hmm. You see, the, uh, the next week I don't know what will, what project will come to me, and mm -hmm. the week before didn't know as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a bit uh, hard to get used to it. But when you see that it's okay, it it always goes, and you have always a solution, makes it uh, easier to live. Okay. But yeah, it was uh, it was first a very stressful, uh, stressful period. Mm. Okay. And out of all the work that you've been commissioned to do, what would you say your favorite piece of work is so far? <laughs> well, it's hard to decide. Uh, I would say the MBNF, uh, yeah, all the MBNF pieces I've drawn were crazy to me because I could explain exactly what I had in mind. Mm. And all the owners are doing stuff from MBNF to me just told me go go ahead do what you love and mm. it's always worked they always loved it and uh, they were far to imagine what i was doing and when i put the final email with the the final version they were amazed and i was more than overwhelmed by that so yeah <laughs> and which piece from mbnf would you say is your favorite mm. The one uh, flying over the, the earth. Maybe you are, you've seen flying it on uh, my Instagram. Oh, uh, uh, which piece is that? Is that the HM? I don't have the reference in mind. Uh, yes, I think. What does it look uh, like? Let me is find it the it HM6? Back. Yes, I think. Uh, is the, the one which is like, look like a spaceship. Can't, well, they all can't. Yeah, there is a flying bridge and it's... Uh, Green, uh, has it got the has it got the eye in the middle where you yeah. have to ah uh, yeah 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 that that but I think I've only seen that once. I've twice. never seen it. That's the most craziest part of it. 
of what I do. Okay. I always draw on pictures, finally, that okay. people send me or yeah. that I found on Google. <laughs> yeah. And that's the craziest part because I, the way I draw it, I manage to make it the way people look at their wrist. So, yeah, it's a very pleasing result. And uh, I think, yeah, I think people like it as well. <laughs> But yeah, I've never, I've never worked with a piece in my hand to draw it. That's the most uh, uh, frustrating well, stuff. I see, uh, I see an acrivia here as well, right? Yeah, yeah, acrivia that was ordered ordered to me by a friend of Xevdet uh, uh, Rexepi. Okay, so and he he gave him to. <laughs> he gave him the artwork, and I am now in Acrivia's uh, headquarters. <laughs> so it, it would actually be easier for you to draw touching the watch, like putting it in front of you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it is because uh, my work is all about, uh, finally, uh, shadows and lights, mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. see it correctly. Yeah. Uh, all these uh, stainless steel cases look a bit the same color if you mm. look like it but yeah. see, if you light them properly if you have the right lights on the right angle it yeah. makes the watch pops uh, very in a very much more interesting way mm. so yeah that's the hardest part to make it look look its best when mm. it's, it's like when you dress for the <laughs> new year you have to look the best <laughs> that's right so yeah yeah so um, i've just seen um Long, long, double balance here. Yeah. How, how did that come by? Wait, do you not know the story? You know what has my name? No. Right? I, what has your name? The double balance has my name on it. If you zoom in, okay. Let me show yep. you. Yep. Uh, if you go to the bottom, like the six o'clock, like yeah. zoom into the six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know this was yours because I remember you posting it. Yeah. But, um, okay, this goes back to, like, I think 2008, 19, Singapore had, yes. The, yes. Singapore had the paddock exhibition, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I had tickets. And then people were trying so hard to get tickets. And then there was this, uh, he's not a kid, but he's definitely younger than me. And I knew that he is such a huge paddock lover. And I know he's just actually, like, just like a, a serious watch nerd. So I was like, this guy should go like more than me. He should go. And he loves Paddock. Right. Um, so I told him, okay, I'll give, I have extra tickets. I'll give you tickets. Um, and he was just so thankful. He commissioned it and then he yeah. surprised me with it. And then I was obviously like, that's how I even found the page. And then I was just blown away. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, he was, really he was one. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. one of my, of my first customers. Yeah, was a really really nice guy. Yeah. He is still a really nice, very guy. nice guy. Very <laughs> humble, but he has like a, a crazy collection. And even yeah. When, yeah, yeah. So even when I first met him, and he had kind of just started collecting, I was already like, okay, he's gonna just go like you know <laughs> buy all the crazy pieces. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. a, that he is, is a, a young guy. Sweet story. Yeah, well, that's very nice because this is actually really cool. Yeah, this, very you. very cool. Yeah, I love Thank the background you. of it. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. told me that you loved 
plants. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is because he didn't know me that well. And then based on yeah. like um, the limited time, I guess like because in Singapore, like where you can take photos of watches is very limited. Like we don't have mountains. We don't have um, very nice beaches. We have one beach that's man-made. Um, so the backdrop of where you can take photos is for plants. <laughs> Yeah. It's the less artificial background you can find. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah, that was yeah one of the most detailed uh, work I did yeah, I uh, back, back with, in the day. Yeah. I mean, obviously now it, it's like a full circle. I get to talk to you, but then it's funny because back then I was like, "Damn, this guy must have taken a long time drawing this." It did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What people often forget on what I do it's when you want to show the movement mm -hmm. uh, it's really long to make every part of it look closer or more behind mm -hmm. you, you have uh, a lot of light and shadow playing on the open heart movement on, or just like yours on complete movement uh, yeah so yeah it's a it's a very hard work and Maybe one of the most painful, but coolest to make it at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you like felt like tortured by this. <laughs> <laughs> and even this one, you you have this Nautilus. It's actually yeah. um, in Mr. Chrono in Hong Kong, the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a collab between us, and yeah. uh, he wanted some. Uh, icons to to show off on his wall yeah and uh it's a cool success from right. what we did already yeah i think we will make uh, some some new ones soon as well cool. but uh cool. i can't say more yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah <laughs> it, was, it was my first collab uh yeah. worldwide on the physical shops oh really and uh yeah i'm very thankful to to pierre for that very cool he's a he's a cool guy very cool. Uh, I see this like Anderson Genev, the one mm -hmm. with I think is it Benjamin Chi? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. This uh, this cloisonne enamel dial, you know, it's on your. It's pretty much like the second picture on your Instagram. Yep. What is that about? Did, did you do that? Yeah, I did the design of it. So what? you did yeah. the design of this like whole balloon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drew all the stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel I feel like I didn't research this podcast enough now. Oh my, God, my, my mind has like <laughs> Benjamin I is I thought Benjamin designed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he went through me to to make it, but <laughs> he did it well, in a yeah. way. Then he, he if, had he, to if he went through you, him. that would have been painful because he's not the smallest kind of guy. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but he's one of the coolest guy i've met and he gave me this opportunity to to make uh enable dell that i was so fond of like on old pateks and i grow with that idea that one day i will make an enamel dell oh, by doing this work nice. doing what yeah. and that was the most coolest opportunity i was offered to and uh yes uh, it's a really important step for me in this work i'm making I don't know. I when Patek was designing their enamel dolls, they called to to artists as well mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. past. 
uh, I think it was uh, Mrs. Cook. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pronounce it bad, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she she drew <laughs> she drew the enamels for Patek, and mm -hmm. she was such an artist that Patek they were just mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. And getting close to that, thanks to a brand and Mr. Chi, was uh, yeah a childhood dream a bit. So how many how many pieces is this? Oh, I think yeah. it's only is it seven. Is it custom yeah, okay. I think I think it's only seven pieces. There are few versions of uh, the balloon. We've made, uh, I think, two or three versions, and he uh, did them as well. Uh, but that, that's really cool. Like, yeah, 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 because it it works so well with the watch. Yeah, like, yeah, um, it well, doesn't look, basically yeah. doesn't look crap. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it looks no, no. It, what do you guys say in French? It doesn't look mad. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> true. Thank you. So good. I would print it out as a carpet. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you could do it with the the, <laughs> the edge. Easy to do. But yeah, we wanted to to transmit a way of traveling in the center ah. of a of a world time watch. So it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, was, uh, I I thought of the most uh, poetical way to travel was mm -hmm. the balloons. So yeah, we we went to uh, Google and see Cappadocia, mm -hmm. which is the Turkish uh, mm -hmm. most beautiful view out of balloons. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think we've made it look cool enough to produce it. Right. But all the NML work is to mm -hmm. the master enabler. I'm just the designer for the the graphic looking stuff. Cool. I think it looks yeah, really it's, good. Uh, yeah. Love the colors on it as well. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask you, right? Because with your skill, you can actually design a watch. You obviously mm -hmm. got like uh, an eye for art, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering. If Benjamin Chi can do this, is that like the ultimate goal for you to design your own watch? Have you ever thought about that? I had thought about it, and Benjamin loves a common passion uh, with me. It's vintage watches, mm. and he loves it that much that all the vintage watches I'm buying to me, they, he wants to buy it from me. <laughs> So he actually owns my collection <laughs> for the last months to pass. Yeah. And uh, from that, he's going maybe to bond something. We will try to make something cool. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I think we could produce some old glories from the past, uh, like cool, lags looking watches mm. or some maybe uh guichet watches mm. i don't know mm. we will uh, look uh, this, uh, yeah 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 enamel he, stuff, man. he has enough um knowledge in doing the process which i can't mm. but i have the idea and he have the way to make it so mm. we will see mm. we will see it's just okay. an idea for now but we are both very enthusiastic uh, about it so okay well, best of Maybe. luck with that idea. Thank you, Hopefully. thank you, thank you. Yeah, we, we will something. see. Yeah. Um, if you could draw any watch, right, what would it be? Mm. 
Is there a watch out there that you think, ah, oh, you know, I'm waiting for somebody to commission that? <laughs> well, I did it first before someone commissioned. I was eager to draw a Cutty Crush. Oh. It was always my beloved watch. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe from Dali expression of watches. Mm. But that was my most uh, fantastic watch to draw in my mind. So yeah, I made it my own version because I'm, I've made it melting away. Mm. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was the, the most interesting way to interpret something that is already quite original. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, such an but, iconic watch from design standpoint, right? That indeed, even on your indeed. Instagram page, without the art, you're just going to gravitate. To, your eye catches your eye because it's just so unique in that yeah, aspect. Yeah. They've done it again with the pebble as well. I think it's a great looking stuff. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I will see if I draw the pebble soon. <laughs> I think I will give it a try. <laughs> draw people. Yeah. No, pebble, the pebble, pebble, the new one. Pebble, sorry. Oh, the pebble. Yeah. Okay. Right. I like um, it as well, but it's not the same, not the same charm, but uh, yeah. very cool looking. Do you, do you ever like get bored of drawing watches? <laughs> like, do you ever think, no, because it's your yeah. thing now, isn't it? Like you have to kind of yeah. draw watches, but yeah. do you ever think, oh, I want to draw a flower <laughs> or I want to draw like, <laughs> I want to draw food, right? I want to draw did, something else. I did. Oh. Ah, yeah, I did. I did. I do it. Uh, when I draw all the backgrounds mm. behind the watches, I drew everything else finally. So I can mix both of best worlds. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I already drawn a saxophone for a guy. Mm. Uh, I've drawn uh, some I see. cars. I'm not very into it, but I know how to draw it. So yeah, I can uh, I can do I can do any background you want. So with with everything you want in it, if you want uh, your wife, I can see this working it, well with cars it. though. Like yeah, vintage cars. I can see it working well. Yeah, yeah. I I did the cut here. Diagonal, I think it's the one, the name of the watch. Uh, no, asymmetric. Okay. Asymmetrical Cartier. And right. with a half of a Jaguar E type back in okay. the day. And I think oh, it was a perfect ma match. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's a long time ago. <laughs> well, we, before we started, I introduced you as a watch artist, and we've actually had a few watch artists um on the show already um but who do you admire in the space that you operate in other watch artists can you name anybody that you you really like um i, I do love the guys who have ideas who can make it uh, their own uh, so i really love the work of uh, julie carlis or mm -hmm. uh, guys doing very illustrated stuff like almost a photography of it Mm. which is a perfect talent. I couldn't even get this close to it. Mm. But I admire guys like your one-hour watch, which is uh, a complete crazy man, going like uh, creating um, numbers and typography. Mm. He's, uh, he's uh, really into creating idea, and that's what I love the most. Mm. And I think he... he He's the best way to get inspired by uh, this kind of uh, artwork. 
Mm. So yeah, he's a, he's a bit my model. I've told him many times. <laughs> <laughs> he's a modest man, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the most. Have, have uh, you checked out? Um, did I asked you the other day, right? Have you checked out Cecilia is my name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, crazy work, uh, crazy work. Yeah, crazy, crazy work. isn't it? Yeah, too perfect. I, I guess yeah. it's, it's just like uh, it's even more cool than a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's the very detailed part of art. You see, you you had some uh, Picasso guy before, but you had some Caravage as well, mm. which was doing the most look real look alike paintings in the world. So mm. there is two styles. So you, we don't uh, <laughs> we don't confront. We just mm. embrace. Okay. So um, as an artist, right? I guess you have a very sharp eye for design and form factor, kind of like represented in the fact that you love uh, the Cartier crash. Um, aside from the Cartier crash, which watches in your mind are the most beautiful? I love the piece, the very dress watches. Mm. I love, I love that, and I love what Piaget did, for example, with Clou de Paris uh, cases and dials, mm -hmm. with uh, maybe some Vachon Constantin. Uh, I don't know the name of the watch, but they have like a hidden plate you can open to see the dial. I don't know how to say it. Uh, like ah, uh, uh, okay, like a shutter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you did. So yeah, all these crazy ideas <laughs> that guys have to make it look elegant with with a breeze. Like uh, it's it's not a watch. It's a <laughs> it's a solid plate. Oh yeah, it can be a watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's the the crazy creative minds that always attracts me. So in watches as well. When I see a Piaget with a lapis lazuli dial, mm. just like, yeah, that's the yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the green the... one, the green stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. With that, Malachite. Yeah. Yeah, with the, yeah. the clothes of that I mean, talk about like just pure elegance right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. a lady wears that. Mm. I wouldn't even say a girl, a lady wears that. Mm. Damn. <laughs> like through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, I always that's wonder exactly when I look at those. I always like wonder when I look at those watches, right? Whether at that time they were um, appreciated the way we appreciate now, because a lot of people will say, "Oh, you know, modern pieces, yeah, they can't replicate that. You know, it doesn't replicate mm. that feeling." Is it? Is it that, or is it that modern pieces just just haven't had the time, you know, for the <laughs> for the audience to digest? Will it be in like fifty years? We look at, I don't know, yeah. the recent um, Vacheron um, calendars and think, ah, you know, that is like fire because when i look at it now i think the old one looks better right yeah yeah i think i, I have an, uh, an opinion on that um i think we back in the days uh edges between what is for men and what is for women was slightly uh thinner mm -hmm. now we have men's watches big watches mm. spot watches and female watches mm. i think before we had yeah less uh less frontier between yeah. men's watch and what women's watch yeah. even in size speaking when you see mohammed ali uh, wearing a cartier tank mm -hmm. you get it all so, mm. i don't so know I why it's like, going this way 
So I guess like Cartier must be a, a brand very close to your heart because that 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 brand is basically design house, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, it's daring aspect at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's what uh, repre represent them the, <laughs> the most perfectly. Mm. Okay. They always dared to create the first man's watch, man's wristwatch for mm -hmm. a navigator, which looks like a, a diamond, <laughs> a jewel. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was perfect. The Cartier Santos Dumont is maybe the most coolest watch I've seen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I think they are like bringing back too many old pieces, though. You know what I mean? I know. Like, it's kind of like a bit. Yeah. I think it's like a rinse and repeat job where I don't think it's allowing the mm. watch community to really digest. And every time you do one, it kind of lowers the one before it. You know what I mean? True. Like in people's people's eyes. We can say something like we, wrong. Like we yeah. can't get creative in it anymore. <laughs> yeah. you, I was also thinking because, well, I'm in my 30s and I think all of us have a chance to still afford the vintage one and then still buy the modern one. But think about if you are 18 or 19 and you really want to get a vintage one now. I mean, the prices are crazy. So the best chance you have is to buy a modern one and to hold on to it for maybe 30 years for it to be cool. So I have mixed feelings about this. Like, I know what you mean. Like a lot of the stuff you see now, it's never going to be like, let's say like a Stella dial, those Rolex Stella dials, right? Um, and I don't, and I don't think in 30 years time, we're going to look back and find something now that is very cool. There so, was a, a way to attention to detail before that was way more important that, than now. I think yeah. even in making stuff like uh, a precision or maybe the, the material you were using, they, yeah. they, they wanted to bring the best of the best. Finally. Yeah. But you can find this even on cars. Exactly. I think uh, old Porsches are way better finished than new ones because yeah. they now have too many askings to build the Porsches, so they have awesome. to make thousands of it. Even like, mm. uh, I think with everything we do, like clothes, food, everything mm. now, there's no detail, no attention to detail. They yeah. have quality. Quality is just yeah. not as good, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, a modern day Rolex is well finished. Yeah. That's no qu no question. Even some old Rolex look a bit like a piece of can mm -hmm. when you shake it. Yeah. <laughs> but there is something to it on its own, on the uh, on the text, the typography. It's very important to me because I draw it every day, mm -hmm. and I see that yeah, all the lines were thinner, way better proportioned. Mm -hmm. I think now the modern Rolex are a bit shouting to you yeah. instead of just sitting on your wrist and say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's representative of how what watches are though in society these days, right? It needs to shout because it needs that's that's what mm. that what's make, makes watches most relevant today rather than as a tool watch. But going towards back like that thing we said about quality, I think also as a market, we made it okay to accept because we weren't educated in how to discern quality, you know, like mm. manufacturers were obviously doing volume and thinking how to cut corners. And that only works if it actually sells, you know, 
And if you find out it sells, then you keep doing it and you keep cutting more corners. Yeah. And the thing is the client or the customer, you know, if they really looked into it, they think, hang on a minute, I don't want to be paying this much for this. Mm-hmm. The thing is like, I don't think the client, the customer, yeah, just got educated enough on this. You talk about car manufacturing. Yeah. I, again, I think, you know, a lot of people won't be able to appreciate the design aspect of it, like an E-Type or, or a Ferrari Dino yeah. compared to, you know, stuff that's done today mm-hmm. uh, or even understand how the manufacturing process is for um, certain things. Like being based in China, manufacturing is never too far away from you. You mm-hmm. know, it's like some dude is making something, right? <laughs> some wealthy guy is, yeah, you know, this like, um, my friend's neighbors, right? I think they own like 15% share of like a whole global market for making the lighter, you know, lighter, you know, the bit where you press down yeah. the light things, mm-hmm. just that bit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to really have well. someone to do it. Yeah. yeah, you need someone to do it. But I mean, like lighters, again, back in the day, there was an art to making a good lighter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we've gone for convenience. We've, we, we, we've made that happen in a way, mm-hmm. right? Um, as we've had demanded things for cheaper, right? Yep. And probably we're all guilty of this of buying stuff we don't need. Yeah. But so. if you, you know, um, having just come back from Japan, one thing that really struck out to me was I kept making the same comment like, why is it you can walk into, I, and I kind of think this about Paris as well, right? Like you can walk generally into any tiny cafe and it's like 80% chance it's good. Or I would say 90%. But if you were in, I would say, okay, Hong Kong for me, it's like 30% chance it's good. It's it's not even 50, 50. It's just like, there's a higher chance it's bad than it's good. (laughs) I kept asking myself, how is it that people can get in some countries, you just can't get away with it? Because if you're bad and you don't create good products, your shop is gone. Like people just don't accept it. And how is it in some other countries, you just live with it? Yeah, that's right. I, I think it's to do with generations. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I think it's got something to do with like how long a population has, a culture mm-hmm. has developed because that knowledge, that that taste mm-hmm. um, does actually filter down across generations. Yeah. And I think, you know, like let's say, you know, like great coffee, there's a good chance maybe that your kids are going to know what great coffee is. But if you've only tasted coffee for the first time, you don't really know. You know, you just see, oh, this thing is done in France, so we yeah. we should be doing it. Um, I'm sure. kind of like trying to subtly refer to China. You know, coffee yeah. culture hasn't existed that long. Yeah, they they only know the part where oh, this is coffee, and they drink it out in yeah. the West. Yeah, but in terms of like you know boutique stuff, I mean, Shanghai is the best place because you know we are most close to anything Western, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Lung, you know, before you even talk about like great coffee shops, mm-hmm. how many times have you seen like in China, a fake Starbucks? Uh, it's totally <laughs> any Western guy it's, could see that logo, yeah. could see the English and know straight away that is a ripoff. Yeah. And yeah. yet like Chinese people won't necessarily recognize that because mm-hmm. the literacy in English mm-hmm. in the culture in the con- country isn't that high. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's just another th- example. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's the same in France. Uh, we have a well-known uh, <laughs> savoir-faire for French cuisine, mm-hmm. French yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the more people like 
talk with and the more don't know French food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are all in this uh, world food. You can eat Chinese, you can eat very good right. Indian food, you can yeah. everything, but you have tendency to forget uh, what is the best in your country. Yeah, And I think that yeah. in France, we still have that knowing of food. But yeah, the more and more I see, the more I see different culture going on. Yeah. It's good in yeah. a way, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think we have to preserve what we exactly. know to do. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, that's right. my two cents. Um, it's my last question on the main interview for you, Alex which is what is the direction you hope Watchinist takes in the next one to two years? Uh, I think I want to grow the working with brand side of it. I think it's the one of the most interesting stuff when even working with micro brands stuff. I think it's the, the best way to promote someone trying to create a watch and if I get the idea of the watch and like it, if I can promote it and help him to get a nice advertisement for it, that's even more uh, cool for me. So I, I help the guy launching the watch and I, I'm doing a cool work because he, he trusts me on, on the repre- representation of it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, a, that's an aspect I want to, to make grow. Okay. And actually, that wasn't the last question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so let's say, you know, you go from success to success. What is mm-hmm. that grail watch that you would want? No. Single watch. Yeah. Maybe not the crash. Interesting. Because uh, I think I won't have the money to make it. <laughs> to stay a bit realistic. But I have a not so so expensive gold uh, i want a patek philip ellipse for me nice to uh, transmit to my child and all. Mm. so yeah i think it's the the one that embodies everything yeah. It's yeah. great looking stuff mm. wears like a dream yeah iconic yeah. as well when you see it even from yeah. far yeah and uh, yeah it's the perfect package for me I think it's completely underrated. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It yeah. is one of the most classiest oh, yeah. Pateks yeah. out yeah. there. Oh yeah. Like oh, any yeah. guy wears that, it's just it's just got this composure and self-assuredness about it. Yeah. Um yeah, great watch. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah. I am not a, sh- a suit guy. I don't wear suits every day, I know, but I think it can go perfectly it's with everything you wear yeah anything it's not too classy it's not yeah. too overdressed yeah. it's not uh yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just a perfect patek as well like yeah true. you need to patek yeah true right so that leads us on to the reverso round um mm-hmm. you've got some questions ready for us yep. so please go ahead <laughs> let me find my notes um oh yeah from the current launch uh, of watches Mm-hmm. What is the one that retain your attention? The current from the, launch. Uh, from the top of my head, uh, like um, one, I haven't looked at a lot of watches recently, but I'm in a lot of these like WhatsApp group chats, right? So the photos get downloaded automatically into my album. 
And then when I open them, there's like 20 paddocks, like the new releases <laughs> and everyone's like discussing them. Um, I don't think a single thing, right. has actually caught my, caught my eye, but I would say from that collection that just launched, it's so it's so like standard that I hate saying it, but the 5712, like the, the Nautilus with the complications in ours, the rose gold this time, I think that was like the nicest, but then it's so, it's so like, <laughs> it's your choice, you know, it's like nothing that, nothing that I think, whoa, I cannot live without this. And I've, and I've been openly saying this on this podcast for a long time you you get to a point where you have touched and seen so many pieces that you don't feel a lot of things anymore so mm -hmm. the piece that makes you feel something it won't be something that costs a lot or anything but it has to be a very specific feeling and you kind of just think okay uh that's strange i cannot forget this watch and for a while i honestly haven't felt anything like that so what about you dan I couldn't explain it better than what Lon Lon just said. Yeah. I really couldn't. Like, I was struggling and I'm still struggling to find a piece. And it's because, like, whether it's recently launched or launched before, mm -hmm. it doesn't really affect, like, oh, I really, really want it because it's new. Being new doesn't make me definitely want to have the latest thing on my wrist. It's not, I mean, it is for some collectors, it isn't for me. And again, after you touched, a, um, like a lot of watches and you kind of understand how the industry works and the fact that every year they're producing new watches and most of the time I know what Lung Lung means about the 5712 mm. they haven't changed that much they've just made it into rose gold mm. right mm -hmm. you know some 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 um, watch brands they just change the dial and they hype it up oh they've really changed the dial you know but they, they haven't done that much right what they've done is they take a successful model and prolonging the longevity of that they're not changing the movement they're just changing the, the dial color um and now you know with Philips I'm seeing a lot more vintage mm -hmm. watches I'm just seeing a lot more so all that overload in seeing a lot of watches definitely just makes you numb to mm. you know what you know drive, like it really really has to be something special to make you like really really want it and I've said this in another podcast for me right now I just want a Recepi and I want a Roger Smith, <laughs> right? Like, is, anybody's here? is anybody's listening? <laughs> yeah, I've said it a billion times now. But I mean, when you look yeah. at it, yeah, yeah, it's just a simple dress watch, three-hander, right? Mm -hmm. You could say a lot of dress watches look like that. But I think Long Long's right. The story of it, it captures me. You know, Jean-Pierre Hagman Case on the Series 2. Yeah, I love the finishing on the back of it. I love, I'm getting, maybe getting a bit like philosophical, you know, in my old age as mm -hmm. I'm graying, you know, like, but there's a lot of purity in a three-hander that I can resonate with life in general, you know, and how I want to keep things simple, right? Mm -hmm. And how life is simple if you do make it like that. And also, you know, these watchmakers basically have spent their whole life making a three-hander. It's dedicated. I know Roger Smith does other stuff, right? And mm -hmm. I know Rich Heff, but those pieces are, literally designed to spend you know just to spend so much time on on doing that that's kind of really resonates with me so all of that stuff it hasn't necessarily got a lot to do with the watch or the watch yes, design exactly yeah like itself 
Yeah. And what uh, about uh, Dufour then? Um. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I've never been the one for hype either. Mm. Right. So when everybody's like drawing towards it, and let's be honest, like Dufour is like really expensive. Um, I would have loved to be one of those early Japanese adopters of the brand. Exactly. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. So I, I wouldn't want to go onto it now because what does it really say about you? Mm. You know, like that you can afford it before. You know. Yeah. 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 So, like, if money say, wasn't though? even an option, like you didn't have to think about money, and it was free, right? Of course, you can just go on and on about every single paddock reference you want. But the thing is, like, how do you achieve that feeling now? That's like, mm. whoa! You, you really connect, yeah. right? Because yeah, like, that feeling, yeah, you're yeah, right. Like yeah. all the watches I'm looking at now are definitely a quarter of the prices of anything I own. But it's just like, how <laughs> do I? get that feeling like I'm begging an AD or like I actually w got that watch through like hard work and like found a way to convince yeah. them to sell it to me. Like it's a different feeling now. Yeah. And also you never want a watch which only gives you that feeling for a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like breaks your heart sometimes that like it only lasted mm -hmm. a couple of months and you think, oh, you know, mm -hmm. you want something with a bit of like uh, longevity and, you know, timeless things again, goes back to what I just said. It doesn't have to be new. You know, they are timeless. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. So I have to just agree with Long, just on the original answer. Great answer. <laughs> Thanks. Perfect. Yeah. Is that the only do, question? Do you want another one? Have you got another one? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Are like you what brand got the hand? Like everything they go on sale is a success. Everything that goes out is a success. What is the Honestly. current brand that's spot on on each but that's launching? Easy. You know kind of why? RM. Because... No, RM good. has some really, yeah, okay, RM is great, right? But the every single thing that goes out, you would die to have, like even the one with the guy, like the spaceship man. Like um, <laughs> not me personally, but what I'm saying is with RM, yeah, yeah, they 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 put stuff out there. They yeah. control the production number, like yeah. demand. So everything flies off the shelf. Okay, you know, it seems like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of RM by the way, but it it works. You know, every it's like everybody wants one. You know, yeah. so yeah, well done to him. Okay, mine's <laughs> definitely MBNF then. Because every single piece, whether or not like it suits you, it's like a piece of art. There's no way you can't say like, this is crazy. Like this guy is breaking boundaries. Like he's doing something that no one's doing. And there's no way you can even guess. I can guess from this last piece, he's going to do the next piece like this. You can't even guess. He has mind yeah. is just different from everyone else's. So yeah, I choose MBA. Yeah. I have to say as well, though, like Roger yeah. Smith has just closed his waiting list. He doesn't need any more customers. Yeah. It's kind of like he can do no wrong. You know what I mean? Like maybe he knows yeah. that. That's why he closed it. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> messed up. Like and his design like language is consistent <laughs> in everything. So if you didn't like yeah. it, you're not going to yeah. like it. You know what I mean? You weren't going to like the first one. You ain't going to like the next one. Yeah. Right. So it's very consistent. Yeah. yeah. It's how okay. you recognize artists from guys doing stuff that people like, and guys doing stuff that he likes. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, that's true. When you do 
things for people. It will always come back to you like, yeah, you did a nice work, but not so crazy. Yeah. And when people come to you to buy what you do, I think that's the best way to, to say it. Okay. Well, that completes the reverso round. Good questions. Enjoyed that one. Um, so we now go on to the pump pusher round. Alex, are you ready? Nothing too challenging, actually. (laughs) Right. Number one. Um, what's another passion of yours that isn't watches? Uh, interior design. Whoa, cool. Okay. Yeah. You must have a great house then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll try to, I try to, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I love, I love great furniture. I love, uh, Eames, uh, style chairs. I love, uh, it's a bit mainstream to say it, but when you study it and look how cool it is uh, compared to many mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love pieces of engineering uh, and design by themselves. So yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's definitely underrated. Yeah, like, yeah, it depends. It depends. Some pieces are way higher in the price tag, but mm. yeah, I think people should learn more about it. Mm. True, because yeah, we are now yeah. we are mm. in a in a culture where uh, Instagram impose you something and <laughs> you say oh nice yeah. but the chair you see on Instagram is maybe inspired by an original one exactly which was made by uh, Ips or yeah. oh, I just think interior design in general is 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 on the, like people when they do their home right and especially now where because of covid we spend more of the mm-hmm. time at home than any other time that's what but I the feeling of being at home mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm you don't appreciate what that environment does to your mood, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore your productivity, everything, how you start your day, mm-hmm. you know, it's very underrated, I think. Mm-hmm. Like True. little subtleties. Yeah. Right, number two, what's your favorite French bread? <laughs> the French bread called Tradition. What is that? Okay. It's I really don't know, by the way. It's the traditional French bread. Uh, so you have some, uh, in, I don't know how to say it in English. You have some levure inside, mm-hmm. which gives it uh, some... Is that egg? No, 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 no. It's a bread, like normal okay. bread. and uh, But it has a small taste of acid, acid. Yeah, it's okay. it's a bit acid okay, to okay. it, but it gives you all the taste you need and a nice bread to to get uh, on your plate. <laughs> okay. To to bread. sauce the to sauce the the, the plate you made. She, long long would be in so much trouble in France because like she would be the best <laughs> customer at the bread shop. She, no, honestly, she, no, I'm saying, like it's it's not yeah. a joke. She she's a bread bin. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say just one thing? You know, in Japan, everyone like marks down like sushi, whatever ramen, right? I didn't do anything but mark down bakeries. And then the first day I went to a bakery and I, and I, I said, okay, I'm just going to buy six. Don't worry. I'm just going to have one bite of each one. I just want to taste it. I ate six breads in a park and you could see like Japanese people eat very little, like yeah. I mean, quantity, right? You could just see these families looking at me like a crazy woman, like eating the whole thing, like six breads. Yeah. So you it's know the when the face he... that she does it with, the face, she's so happy. You know, the oh, face she so eats much. it with, she's like, 
she's in heaven like yeah, she, you've got your she's got that face with it which is easy what is long long second patient food yeah, and, and like, <laughs> even on the plane back i i brought bread onto the plane and it's like nighttime people are sleeping right i turned on the light <laughs> studied the bread and the layers in the bread and i was taking photos of bread like in the dark <laughs> so maybe you know the good french croissant yeah i like Which i'm obsessed with croissant because i just want to see how oh, yeah. many layers are inside <laughs> and in in paris you can't find a bad croissant yeah yes, i agree i agree they, they are so good to that even yeah, where i live you you yeah. can't have wrong taste croissant <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like uh if you ever hear a crunching sound of bread right <laughs> it's just so shoulder you'll see me the crumbs like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean she's not shy about it <laughs> <laughs> okay next one um number three something on your bucket list um I want my baby to experience uh, the maximum travel destination possible. Oh, that's cool. Want... What's the maximum travel destination? What's that mean? Everywhere I can go, I want to bring him with me. And oh. so he will be able to see the world, different that's cultures, cool. how it's going on, which country. That's my wow. goal. That's... Yeah, yeah. I want to see the world. So I want to show him <laughs> as well. That's cool. That's actually he, very He's crazy. two years old and he yeah. has seen already three countries. That's amazing. <laughs> he will have no reminders of it, but yeah, I want to show him how it's going everywhere. So okay. that's such a meaningful bucket list yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. All the best with that one. Yeah. Thank you. Um, number four, tell us something you loved collecting as a child. <laughs> well, that you were really into. <laughs> If I say uh, kill, uh, <laughs> killed uh, flies, it's not good. I think <laughs> you're into that. Like seriously, I like just come to Hong no, Kong I and do the mosquitoes understand. for us. Then no, I used to cut butterflies into jars. <laughs> no, really? I didn't collect yeah. that. That's But, nice. It's nice. It is nice. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> No, I guess I was collecting. Ah, yeah, some um, uh, post. Uh, oh, how how to say it? Yeah, post stamps. Yeah. Oh. I had, I had a complete box of that. Very cool. But seriously, how hard is it to collect flies? Just put a piece of rotting meat outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's job done, isn't it? No, but it's just like, how long would you keep it for? That's tough. Well, if you're collecting flies, you just keep it there, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something I was into, like just changing yeah. it. Like I was really into Transformers. Ooh. I'm not talking about like plugs. I'm talking yeah. about like the toys. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Before someone strange things, like, God, this guy's into amps. I'm like, no, I'm into the the, the Transformers. Yeah, I love them. Right. Okay. Now, next one, Alex. Um, one thing you could change about the world. Mm. Uh, the way that uh, boundaries uh, looks very, uh, how to say it? I had a nice sentence on it. <laughs> like nothing can surprise us now, mm -hmm. even in the bad ways. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Uh, yeah. 
when I see Russia Ukraine yeah. conflict, yeah. when I see uh, what politics can mm. say without even thinking about consequences, mm. I think we we have come to a point where nothing is surprising. Mm -hmm. If like Russia say we have launched a nuclear bomb today, I will not be surprised. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I regret the way with the people uh, act but <laughs> yeah. it's a bit too global to say it but mm. i think we've gone too far uh, yeah so okay. <laughs> i don't know uh, wow. how i could change it but <laughs> that's the most mm. uh, sad part of it because when i want to make my child visit the world i want him to be safe everywhere so mm. yeah that's really being okay. in a world safer yeah. What are you going to say, though? I wanted to say, because we have a mutual friend who doesn't want to get married and have a kid because he thinks the world is going to become so, like, mm. I guess, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think even that, like, as a parent, you do think that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you constantly think, because you can't predict how the world is, but you're like, bit pessimistic about how it's going you know what i mean yeah, yeah even more yeah. now before yeah. you told you we always heard that from our parents we can't predict what's going on yeah. but even yeah. now we can't predict that trends maybe will go uh, against russia to to <laughs> to stop a nuclear bomb i, I don't know yeah right we're going to change it to a more positive note yeah sorry is... What do you always have in your fridge? It's always a good one. Anyway. <laughs> um, I guess milk. God, I feel like we should be. What friends. kind of milk? Yeah, what kind of mm. milk? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Full fat. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you're human. Full fat milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like your very good fresh uh, milk drink in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, next one. One trait that you don't like about yourself. Mm, maybe I'm too pessimistic. <laughs> well, like, like this is a joke, okay? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of French people are quite, you know, pessimistic. Mm. <laughs> True. We are a bit some bastards. If I've got yeah. to be honest, <laughs> French people are, are asses. <laughs> but yeah that was a joke yeah. by the way guys a joke right <laughs> definitely gonna be some pissed off french people message <laughs> yeah you guarantee it yeah. yeah right um last one one trait that you actually love about yourself i tend always to see positivity even when there is no mm. Mm. Okay. No one coming from to in front of you. So yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's actually very very difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we you launch a watching stuff. <laughs> well, that concludes the interview. How did you find it, Alex? Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, perfect. That's my first time. I have so much question on me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was a really nice experience. I hope you understand what I told you and spoke a good English. <laughs> yeah. 
doesn't matter. I, I don't understand like half of what the guests are saying. It's just a pretend <laughs> job. As long as the audience understand, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the next question. <laughs> but yeah, but really, I do, really I, pleasing experience. I, I I'm very glad that you know, as Nanong mentioned before, that you guys got to meet full circle. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when she showed me that. So that yeah. was actually the beginning of our own friendship. So yeah. it's great that this podcast allows us to do this. Um, and yeah, thank you for agreeing to come on. I hope the audience has a better idea of what watching this is all about. Um, and all the best to you on your upcoming projects. So you must keep us informed. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Really. Okay. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you all for listening and tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Cheerio. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to the Waiting List podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at the Waiting List podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.